RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Welcome into the first episode of many, many, many episodes. This is a place for my head. My name is Jerry P. Tuck alongside Brandon Thompson. And, you know, what we're looking to do here, this is a podcast mostly about mental health. It's, you know... I, I don't want to characterize it just as mental health. Though. It's life. Yeah, it's life all in general. It, it, it's life, you know, whether it's everyday stress, depression, anxiety, you know, mental illness, whether it's bipolar or, or you know, anything like that, uh, chronic illness, everything. We're going to talk about it all, the way it affects everyday life, um, you know, and the ways of the world right now. There, there are a lot of people in pain a lot of people hurting that are you know quietly fighting their their battles and their demons and there's always been such a stigma on mental health and you know i know in in light of what's going on with uh el paso and 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 dayton and it's ironic that that happened when it did because literally three days before that happened is when we first got together to talk about all this yeah um you know, there's such a stigma on mental health and not everybody that deals with mental health issues are going to go shoot up a Walmart or something. And, right. and that's where the stigma comes from. And it's not fair. Mm. It's not fair at all because there are millions of people out there that are looking for an outlet and looking for help and, and they just can't find it. And, you know, frankly, that's that's why you created a place for my head. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes from Robin Williams was... Uh, um, I'm actually in the middle of reading uh, a Robin Williams' bio. So, oh, really? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. It, it's a short quote. It's like, uh, and this may not be like it uh, to, a t- to a T, I'm sorry, uh, but it's always be kind to everyone you meet um, because you never know what type of battle they're fighting inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, that's, that's why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to, we want to break that stigma, you know, and we want to talk about things that, that affect everybody Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, you know, and why is it such a taboo subject? I don't know. It, It shouldn't be. It's 2019. Um, you know, I know growing up, it was always one of those things that, you know, men are men and they don't talk about their feelings and blah, 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 blah. And, hmm. you know, that's my dad, right? There. <laughs> that was my father as well. And, and we'll get into some of that here in a little bit, <laughs> which is a big reason why we're doing what we're doing. Don't take pills, pussy. <laughs> exactly. Suck it up. Yep. But, you know, and, and, you know, this is the stuff that was ingrained in our minds as, mm-hmm. as kids. As kids, yeah. And, you know, times have changed. Mm-hmm. Things are totally different now, and and you know this isn't going to turn into a, a millennial thing or a, a Gen X. Thing. It's not. It's not generational. The, the the time to end this conversation or lack of is over, you know. And these are things that we really need to talk about. And you know, frankly, it, it's just one of those things that it has to be talked about now. Yeah, I mean, too many people are taking their own lives, and uh, you know. People, you know, there's a lot of, I guess you can call them haters, you know, especially in the music industry. Like, you know, when when Chester Bennington took his own life, it changed my life. I mean, absolutely changed my life in many ways. And it has a lot to do with what I'm doing now and stuff. But, you know, that's some credible musicians come out and call him selfish and all that which kind is of stuff, ridiculous. which is garbage, right? The man was fighting some chronic illnesses in his head and, um, and was just the best dad you could ever imagine. Like, you know, 
a, a father figure and a husband that is a fan of monogamy, you know, and lived his life that way and just was happy and cared about every single person, every single fan. You know, I wouldn't say I'm a diehard music, like Linkin Park fan or anything like that, but that dude as a human was, he was just amazing and the sound of a generation. Uh, so that really rocked me and moved me. And ever since then, it's just being aware of, of your surroundings and talking to people and, and kind of seeing tells like if they're sad, then they're happy, then they're sad, then they're mad, you know, like it's just, hey, let's have a conversation. Yeah, what's going on? Downs. Right? Is it work? Is it, you know, is it home life? Like what's going on? Just talk. Let's, I mean, and that's that's really what's here. Like, you know, I got, I have a messy head and all that kind of stuff and that's why I like to write and whenever, I mean, I'm not smart. <laughs> when my, like my childhood best friend saw my site, and I wrote something up for uh, his niece that has um, a very rare disease. It's like there's only a thousand cases in the world and, wow. and 500 in America. So, um, and she's just a beautiful kid. And I wrote something about her and he was like, damn, when we were in high school, did you write? And I was like, no, I smoked weed. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and drank like any normal high school kid. I don't know where the fuck this came from, Jeff. Like <laughs> this is mind boggling to me. So I don't know, you know. He, like that, that he, he learned something about me that there's a deeper side of me and, and I think it's just the frustrations in my head and, and I'm just an emotional guy and, and I can put it on paper well I, I never knew I could do it you know and it all it all started with one one like I guess you could call it a poem about demons and whatnot and I just scratched it out with a sharpie on, on just a piece of paper in a in a, in a notebook and it, and, and it started there and I took a picture of it and I sent it to one of my best friends and he was like, dude, but it's super dark, you know? So my, my wife is always kind of like, well, most of the stuff you write is like really, really dark. I'm like, well, no. I mean, that's the emotional side of me right. or it's super sappy. There's like no middle. Yeah, I, dude, I'm, I'm totally the same way. I, yeah. I know there are days that I'm, I'm just down and my wife looks at me and goes, what the hell's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have no idea, but I'm just here. So just let's, let's roll with it. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, you've got your wife and I'm sure she's your rock. My wife is mine as well. Absolutely and, my rock. You know, but uh, you know, I, I've said repeatedly, if it weren't for my wife, I probably wouldn't be here. And we'll get into some of that stuff later too. But uh, you know, b- before we go much further though, I, I do want to make sure, and I do want to stress that, you know, we're not medical professionals here, you know, and, and we're not giving medical advice. That's not what we're about. We're just a couple of guys looking to make a difference. Yeah. And just what I, I mean, you're going to hear from people that have uh, messaged me that I've talked to and built relationships with and have sent me many pieces of writings and poems and whatnot. And they just want, you know, they want a voice and they, they, they want to, uh, they want to be heard just like anybody else. But again, stretching to his point, we're not medical professionals. Uh, you know, we'll probably, we'll have an 800 number and all that kind of stuff and, all, and details on the websites and, and all that for you to reach out to if you need to. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, and, and you know, when we first talked about this and, and, and you started the website long before we ever discussed this podcast, and I, I've been watching what you were doing from afar with it and, and really admiring how open you are Yeah, yeah with things because... Like I said, I, I, I've said before, you know, I've, I've caught shit for mm-hmm. being so open about mm-hmm. things. And it's like you either get it or you don't. Right, right. Yeah, you know, there's not much of an in-between there. And, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. People are either like, hey, you know, I really appreciate that. Or it's, 
or it's the other what day. What are you posting that for? Yeah, what are you what are you getting all weird on social media? For? Why why are you why are you looking for attention? It's like, yeah, it's not attention. It's not attention at all. In fact, I hate limelight. It's hard as hell to even talk in this microphone, but I'm here. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> we, we talked before. You know, uh, we talked in our, our trailer episode. Uh, you know about our ba- our backgrounds a little bit, and you know both of us both of us come from a radio background, and you know I always joke that you know if, if P talks on the air, you know it's a sign of the apocalypse because <laughs> I'm like the only radio person in the history of radio not to crave a microphone yeah you know and and you and i are kind of the same way in that regard so the fact that we're doing this tells you that there's something to be gained here and you know talk a little bit about the website though sure um you know a place for my head.com you know you mentioned a lot of people are submitting you know poetry you know, I, for lack of a better term, essays. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, you know, just, just for, tell it, fill everybody in. Sure. So, like, you know, it started out with just me getting my writing out because, uh, uh, which I've said before, but it, uh, I was limited to you know the the amount of characters you could put on all the other platforms and whatnot. So I created the site just for that. But once I started publicly sending these these uh these writings whatever you want to call them essays i don't know because i have no writing style right sometimes i'll start writing and it just ends up being an angry poem i write how i talk <laughs> exactly yeah so, I, I get it. whatever comes out of my head and then if it's a long-tailed like just essay like you say there's no style there's no form it's just how i'm feeling what's impacting me all that kind of stuff so it was an outlet for myself it was a place for my head and it's become a place for other people's head too so I started getting inundated with messages about, hey, you, would you possibly post some of mine? And I'm like, boom, there's right. that there's that major moment that, that this thing just turned, did a 180 and was not about me. It's about everybody else. So I have a featured bloggers tab. Um, I have a contact section of the site. And it's a, it's the site is simple, a place for my head.com. And you can either go through the contact system or you can email me directly. And I read every single blog, post, poem, anything that people send, send me. And as long as there's no, um, you know, uh, promotion, promoting of drugs and alcohol abuse or self-harm, I usually post them with a few edits and stuff like that. So that's what I mainly focus on instead of, uh, you know, anytime I get a chance to, to, to get uh, a piece out that I wrote is good, but mainly I'm, I'm just, I'm just taking care of the people that are sending their stuff and I build them, you know, that I put their own page in there, their pictures. And I love, I love what they come up with. Cause I always ask like, give me a picture that best represents the mood of what you're feeling when you write this. And I get really cool ass pictures from these kids and adults and people in general. And I put it together, send them their own URL. They can share it, do whatever they want with it. And then I put it on, um, all of our, uh, you know, social outlets and platforms. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and like I said, I've been watching from afar before we launched this. And, you know, I, I've always been one of those types of people that all I've ever wanted to do was help people. Yeah, same. You know, I, I'm a fixer. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my, one of my greatest attributes and, and biggest weaknesses all at the same time because it's a blessing and a curse. Because, you know, I, personally, I'm one of those people that I tend to put everybody and their brother before myself. Yep, same. Yeah, and and you know what? What a lot of people may not know about me is, you know, I, I spent 18 years in in sports radio, but before I got into sports radio, when I was in school, I was actually a psych major, you know, because I wanted to the way I grew up, and, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about some of that, and you know, I, I saw the need for 
I, I, let me rephrase that. I saw a chance to help people, mm-hmm. and that's what I've wanted to do. And you know, through through radio, you know what you see on the air and what you, what you see on the air, what you hear on the air, you know, and and what goes on behind the scenes are, are normally two different things. Totally. And you know, on the air as a show, off the scenes. Again, you've got a chance to really connect with people. Yeah. And that's what we're looking to do is yeah. connect. Yeah. And, you know, without you guys and, and without your support and, you know, without your stories, we're not going to be here. Right. There's no need for it. And it's Brandon, you want Two wanna, dudes talking to each other. Yeah, that's yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and while that's all well and good, we want to connect with you guys. And, and, and that's the big part of, of A Place for My Head and this podcast and the website and everything else, you know, we want to try to break the stigma and I can't say that enough, you know, break the stigma of this mental health thing that we can't talk about life and you can't talk about what's on your mind and you can't talk about, you know, things that are weighing you down and holding you back. You know, I know I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm my own worst enemy. You know, I, I sabotage myself half the time and I know it and I know what's happening and I fucking do it anyways. We're just not nice up there. No, no. (laughs) Yeah. I I saw a meme, you know, treat yourself the way you treat other people. And my inside voice is going Uh, up. Yeah. My inside voice is going up yours. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that, that's kind of what we're doing here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Nobody wants that. But, um, but you know, I mean, what, what got you to this place? You know, what made you want to start? this website and and this blog so like for as long as i can remember uh and you know i i i toured i I toured my fans for like three years three and a half years something like that and um uh people think that that's just like one of the coolest jobs ever it's a party every night and all this stuff and and i always compare it to being the the best and worst job I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, there's there's memories that uh, you know you can't pay for basically, and and bonds and friendships and uh, situations and places that you just you know you'll never forget. But with with all that great fun stuff and the party stuff, there comes the other side of it, which the business in in and of itself is a. Uh, is uh people say two-faced all the time but it's like it's like multi-faced there's a bunch of faces and there's a lot of stabbing backs and and just um illegal nonsense going on and i'm not i'm not out here trying to say the entire industry is bad but uh um, there's some bad apples and so other oh, bad apples everywhere right so i had to grow like some really 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 thick skin i mean i mean just to give you a little bit of insight as to how bad it got for me on the road you know, it's it's Groundhog Day every single day when you're on the road, whether you're in, you know, overseas in Europe, Russia, you know, any of those places down south, Mexico, it doesn't matter. But like I would have really, really bad nights, like really bad nights with, uh, you know, I'll just say I'm not going to name names, but the man, one of the managers I was dealing with, with one of the bands at the time, and he did a good job of making me feel like a piece of shit. And I mean, like, like damaging, damaging, damaging to my, to me personally. And, uh, that's as far as I'll go with that, you know, until later. But, um, uh, I would literally write myself notes as to how I was feeling. Right. And I would get in my bunk and I always had a gaff tape with me. You know, when you're on the road, there's certain things you have to have at your side all the time. So I take gaff tape and I would tape the note to the top of my bunk so I would wake up and specifically remember how I felt and what I wanted to do about it. And like a little girl, I'd pull it down, tear it into as many shreds as I possibly could, run into the venue and throw it in a trash can so that manager couldn't see it. 
that's how that's 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 the extreme you know everybody right. thinks it's a yeah it was a party on the bus every single night yeah i say they only see the spotlight yeah you know they don't the see shows yeah right. i mean and you know i i've said it many times i hate limelight so this even talking to this microphone is very difficult but i was the guy that would look and get you know at the beginning of the show would hang out for the first two or three songs on stage making sure every single one of my guys was taken care of and every single one of my guys was firing on all cylinders and everything was working right and then i go handle the business aspect but i don't want that microphone right i don't want people looking at me i'm behind the scenes i'll sit there and be like all right cool it's a good show good day let's do it guys and then move on but um so i you know i was living in la at the time and I wanted to write, but I didn't know how. I was like, what do I buy a book, a journal? Like, come on, don't be a wuss. I, it, you know, I didn't know what to do. I had stuff in my head. I just didn't know how to get it out. So um, I think that uh, uh, I mentioned before, like the passing of Chester Bennington um, and being in that industry and knowing how hard it is. Uh, and if anybody knows the song, My December, that was like my, I don't know, like motion picture. It's my tour song because it was to me. I would listen to it in my bunk all the time because you would it, it, the main like lyric lyric in the song is you know I give everything up just to have some place to go, have a have a home to come to, and this that and the other. And I was in a rocky relationship at the time, and when you're only home six months out of the year, when you get home, nothing gets better, you know. And then you just want to go back out on the road. When you get back on the road, you're still unhappy. It's like. Right, man. Like it never ends. So, long story short, you know, when he when he took his own life, it really changed me, and I got more I got more drive to get my message out and hear other people. And I I created the site, man, and it was just for me. And it did, like I said, it did a one eighty, and people started reaching out to me for help. And I'm like, this is it. This is what I gotta do. I'm do it. Yeah, that that's awesome. I mean, a lot like I like we talked about. You know, a lot of people only see what goes on on the stage yeah. or what goes on on the air, and you know they don't realize that there are people there that, yeah. that they're real people yeah. that they have lives, they have families, they have demons. You know, they have business stuff they've got to tend to. They've got you know they've got their own issues, and mm-hmm. you know I, I always I, I come from the sports background, so you know I, I spent all my career covering the Buccaneers. And I, I always look at somebody like Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp, there are like two or three different versions of Warren Sapp. There's the Warren Sapp that's the happy-go-lucky, jovial, whatever that you see on on TV as an analyst. And then there's the asshole that treats everybody like crap. I feel like you hear more about the asshole. Well, here, just so people know, we're based in Tampa. So if we make Tampa references, that's why. (laughs) But, but, you know, locally, we do hear more about the asshole. Yeah. But typically, that's more the real guy than you see on TV. Right. And you know that better than anybody living in that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being on the other side of that, you know, line, basically. I mean, it's not all sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. I mean, there's an aspect to it like that. But, man, it's a struggle over there. People that tour uh, for, I mean, I got out of it um, when I, you know, when I could because, you know, there's no 401, there's no 401k, there's no insurance, there's no, I mean, I mean, it's a rough life. It's a tough life to be a roadie, I guess you could say. Um, but, uh, it, 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 yeah, it's just rough, but the, those guys out there that do it, like, like, I mean, they're old too. I mean, they get out there and they're, you know, in their fifties and stuff like that. And they've been doing it their whole life. That's all they know. But think about a life like that when you're in a different city and you're not home six to six to eight months out of the year, how, how do you, how do you maintain relationships? If you're, if you're a married person, how do you build on? Yeah. What about your kids? Like you're missing out on all these different things. So like, think about it. Like, is it really worth it? 
know, is it really worth missing all of that stuff and alienating yourself to come home to problems and issues? Right. For me, it just wasn't worth it. It was fun. I mean, every single night, you get 30 plus people to come on the, on the bus and party and do all this other. I get sick. I would get sick three times each tour cycle, three times because right. of how many, how many germs would get on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, bad sick, like, like, you had to work too. Well, we gonna get to sick days. Yeah, thirty people would be there, but it's it's essentially thirty bodies. It's not like you know these people. Yeah, you know? and every, and every night it's a different group of thirty people. So it's not like you have time to build friendships. Yep, in your home, in your home, every night. Which right, we our bus was our home. It's a know? traveling house party. Yeah, and I'd have to like try to maneuver through all these damn people that are drunk and whatnot and i've got like thousands of dollars in my pocket because right. i'm the tour manager and i gotta like do all this stuff and you're everybody's best friend because of it right and then i got you know other people are, hey give me this hey give me that and it, you know it's you know I, I love my boys and they, they know exactly who they are uh but yeah man you know it was just, it was it was amazing time i'm glad i experienced it um it definitely changed me in a lot of ways as far as thick skin and how i how i approach and and interact with uh people in that industry um but i'm happy as hell to be out of it yeah i'm sure yeah (laughs) it's it's the same thing with radio with me you know it's radio is all i've ever known mm-hmm. you know i got in when i was 18 19 years old yep. and you know i was an afternoon drive with steve Dumig at, at wdae for for a dozen years and you know we always joke that you know i grew up on the air you yeah. know the first time i ever got hammered turned into a radio prank and a radio gig <laughs> you know between uh you know between Dumig and mike allstott mm-hmm. they spent six weeks beforehand prompting you know living this up on the air and hyping this up that they're getting p-tuck schnockered because p-tuck doesn't drink and p-tuck doesn't get schnockered yeah so you know my wedding a few years ago i look over and steve's sitting there with his phone holding his phone up i'm just going what the fuck is he doing <laughs> and, and of all people my mom walks over and goes steve um the hell are you doing? He goes, oh well, I'm Periscope on the wedding. Everybody watch him grow up. They might as well see the wedding too. <laughs> and it was, it was the funniest thing in the world, but it's true, mm-hmm. you know. And and you know, this goes back to the connection thing we were talking about, you know. And, and it's so funny we're having this conversation now because I was literally talking to somebody on Twitter last night, and out of nowhere, I just got this this random tweet thanking me for for all the you know not knowing. <clears throat> I think the guy's quote was, "You don't realize how much you've you've meant to us over the years." And it was like, That's that awesome. was really cool. That's awesome. That, I mean, like precisely like, last night uh, I was at a beer craft festival uh, for a local radio station and talking to a few people that, you know, I know uh, acquaintances and stuff like that. And I had a few people just like, you know, I love, I love what you write. I think it's, it's awesome. It's really helping people. I just, I, you know, I love the, you know, every, it just everything you're doing. And like, I, I love that. I love that it's helping people. I love that people are recognizing what it really is. Right. Because, you know, like I, we discussed this many times uh, and I blogged about it is uh, I have a, I have a specific logo for my site, which we're not using for the show, but it's on a place for man.com and you guys can judge for yourself, but I catch a lot of heat for it being uh, demonic. Which is far, far well, from, you from know, what it is. You didn't know that you're Satan? Yeah, I didn't know, but apparently there's some people out there that believe I am. You didn't get the memo? The email didn't come the through? No memo. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't there. Um, and it's not. It's, it's it, you know, it consists of uh, tentacles from an octopus and a goat head. And uh, I do a deep dive um, on it site and it's even a tab at the top because it's so important to me that people understand what that really means to me uh, both uh, and it, it, it's labeled as the number one question as to what you know what it means and why it's there 
Uh, and so check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, he talked about uh, all of the poems and submissions that, that, you know, the visitors to the website have submitted. And, and you know, over the course of this podcast, we're going to talk to a bunch of them. You know, we're going to we're going to talk to people. And, and for the most part, we're going to keep it anonymous because it yep. doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, names. It's about the stories. Right. You know, and it's about, you know, the issues that, that people are facing on an, on an everyday basis. You know, I know, you know, in, in my situation, um, you know, it, it's kind of funny people that I grew up with because I was always kind of the quiet kid. I was the bookwormy kid and nobody really understood why. And then all of a sudden I end up on the radio and I'm talking up a storm and doing my thing. And they're like, when the hell did that happen? Yeah. And, and, and it's it's so funny because, you know, I, I kind of liken it. And, and I almost call it like the tears of a clown. Mm-hmm. Because if I kept people entertained and I kept people laughing and kept people having a good time, they didn't see what was really going on in the right, background. Right, right, right. You know, and that's kind of how I grew up. You know, I grew up in a pretty chaotic, you know, atmosphere and, you know, my mom did her best, but, you know, there was a lot of violence in our household, but it was one of those things that the normal everyday public didn't see it Mm -hmm. to the best of my knowledge. And and I haven't seen the guy in a dozen years or more, but, you know, I, I, I'm convinced my father was bipolar. Yeah. Uh, He was never diagnosed, but I'm, I'm convinced of it. So, you know, he could flip a switch. Mm -hmm. You know, one minute he'd be sitting here, he'd be your best friend. And the next minute you could literally see it in his eyes. His eyes would just go. Yep. I'm used to it. I know exactly what you talked about. Right. And, and, and it would be game on, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, and you know, every couple of weeks, you know, all hell would break loose at home. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes later, ho-hum, normal everyday life. We're all good. And, you know, that's what, and, and I'm sure anybody I grew up with that's listening to this is going to go, are you fucking kidding me? Because they had, no, nobody has any idea about any mm-hmm. of this. You know, and that's kind of where my disposition comes from because I've always been one of those people that, you know, I always made myself the joke Mm -hmm. that way. It wasn't somebody else. Right. You know, um, my, the whole self-esteem thing is a foreign concept to me. I I don't get it. I've never had it. I I don't know what to do with it. You know, I've got the guy have zero confidence in myself. That's just the way I am. Right. But that's not how I present myself. You know, and as I got older, you know, I got into music myself. I was the front man of a couple bands. And again, it doesn't fit the MO. But if you think about it, in my case, when I was on stage or when I'm, you know, in a studio, I'm putting on a show. Mm-hmm. It's an act. I'm somebody else. So that was kind of my escape. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And, and this is what a lot of people don't realize. And, you know, I, I kind of liken it to there are two different versions of me. There's every, the one everybody expects because that's what they see on the radio and what they hear on the stage and the outgoing, you know, bubbly personality, whatever. And then there's the one that only a handful of me know, and that's the real me. Right. right. You know, a lot of people don't realize that I'm a lot more of a quiet, reserved, you know, almost introverted kind of guy. Right. And I, I hate social, you know, social situations and meetings and be a party. I hate that shit. Yeah. I suck at it because I've never really felt like I belonged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are, these are the type of things that, that we're going to talk about throughout the, 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 this podcast with people is, you know, how they deal with stuff like that and trying to overcome it. And, you know, to this day, I'm 41 years old. And in the back of my head, I still hear my father every day telling me how useless I am. Yeah, that's, yeah. 
you know, and, and I know you can relate to that. Yeah, no, I, you know, my, my upbringing, I thought was amazing until, you know, you start getting a little bit older, a little bit smarter and you get married and, you know, shit just becomes real because true colors start to show when, mm-hmm. when that uh, whole, you know, I, I call it separation, I guess. Like I didn't, when you don't need your parents anymore one day, uh, I, that, I, it's unsettling to some, I guess, but I grew up in a, uh, a very, uh, very odd situation. My mom, you know, I'm not going to bash or anything like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't want anybody to think we're we're taking yeah. shots at people because that's not what this is about. Right. We're just telling our stories. Right. Right. And yeah, she she put me through the ringer, man, and I had no idea she was doing it. And it took me growing older and getting wiser and marrying uh, my 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 incredible wife to, to see how fucked up things were yeah. back in the day and you know it's the same with, with my dad you know he's got his own struggles and stuff like that and you know they're just they're just not part of my life and I'm alright with that I've made peace with it um, it's better off for, for, for my daughter and, and my family quite frankly it's been better that way because if you enter that it's just it's chaos it's pure chaos and it's not there's no i have no space in my life for that there's no bandwidth for for bullshit like that right so i just made peace with that and moved on and but i i I realized that you know social anxiety and um not you know depressive stuff i guess like because i know that there's like like different levels of depression and stuff like that you know i could feel sad about myself or just feel like being a bad mood and whatnot but anxiety was definitely one of my uh was my one of my big big hurdles that i had to overcome and thank god i i was i was able to do that uh i've gotten a hold of most of my struggles and figured out ways to uh get out of them i used to have severe panic attacks where my body would lock up like literally lock lock i was 11 years old playing basketball in the middle of the street with one of my boys mm-hmm. and I passed out. I was in the hospital a month between, and I remember this vividly because it was literally the month between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I was in the hospital a month and they chalked it up to stress. Yeah, yeah. What 11 year old? Yeah, it's that stressed. What the hell? <laughs> but but it, it, did, it didn't raise any red flags. Yeah. It's like, how the hell does that happen? So please, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but I, no. I completely understand. No, I got you. I got it. No, no, I get it because I would, I would lock up and just start to profusely sweat and I couldn't move. And I would have several fr- friends around me. And it was always a trigger, but I can never figure out what triggered it. And when it would happen, and thank God I haven't had one in, I mean, years. I mean, I, I think it's only happened one time in the course of my, how long I've been married to my wife, eight years. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't have to deal with it anymore, but it, it was a frightening thing to experience. And for my friends to be like, bro, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's a frightening thing for them to see as well. And I know a few friends who can definitely attest to it. And it's scary because the amount of sweat that comes out and the amount of, oh shit, I can't move. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to breathe and just breathe until this passes. Um, I mean, it's scary, scary shit. And yeah. it's not, it's not like it's not common. It's very, 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 very common. Yeah. And people are going through these things on a daily and they're not going, hey, yo, what's up, bro? How you doing? Nah, other than having a panic attack this morning and freezing up, the rest of the afternoon been pretty good. I mean, that shit doesn't come out of yeah. people's mouth. <laughs> I had a panic attack at 10 a.m. By 11, I was fine. By yeah. noon, it was lunch. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that doesn't happen. But, no big deal. Yeah, but, you know, I, I know, you know, I, I've been mistaken for being snobby yeah. and, and, you know, kind of being a dick because I'm quiet. Right. And it's not a case of being snobby or being a dick or having an attitude. It's a case of 
I don't interact well. Right. It's and it's for a very specific reason. I'm I'm known for for being an asshole and not approachable. Right. And and it's like okay, but once someone does like actually get past that barrier with me, they figure they figure out why. It's because I don't let a lot of whole, a whole lot of people in. It's not that I don't care about you or want to hear you or talk to you. Or, it's just. It's hard. Right. It's tough, and I don't, I don't let a lot of people in because the more you let in, the, I mean, there's many reasons. But once they get past that with me, and they're like, "Oh, you're not a dick at all," I'm like, "Well, okay, thanks." Yeah, like, thanks so, for stereotyping on the way in, right? And then getting to know you and retracting. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally the guy that won't talk to you if I don't know you. But we have one thirty second conversation. I will talk your damn ear off, you know. And and again, it's. Um, you know, it, it's a comfort level. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of people that deal with that. And, you know, I, to this day, I'm still the same way. I, I have a hard time same. trusting people. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, intro, I, I'm introverted flat out. I, I, am I know I am. I am. You know, I, I, and the problem is with what, you know, you and I have always done, people always expect that outgoing, bigger than life personality because that's all they've ever seen. Right. So it, it, it's, almost it's almost like a split personality yeah it's like living a double life yeah yeah and trying to find courage honestly to to go into those situations and not be awkward or not make things awkward like back in the day if i knew i was going to be be in an awkward situation that i thought i would have like a panic attack start getting really antsy and and you know anxious and whatnot uh you know i'd like pound beers or something or take shots of stuff before I got there and next thing you know like I'm the guy that's like I'm tired I want to go home because you know I'm spent because of how much I've, I drank just to be comfortable around these people and that's not, that's not that's not a good approach right right you know you don't if you have to take a bunch of shots of like Jaeger this is I'm only saying that because the time I was doing this stupid we've all had back, our time with Jaeger back in the day I can't I can't be around that stuff now but you know I'd be the guy that was all like oh well he's drunk he's wasted and we just got out it's midnight or something you know but it was because I was you know I don't want to say I was self-medicating because that would that's a totally different direction I was was overcompensating for right. for for a condition, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not the proper way to treat it. And again, we're not professionals. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't hurt to to go figure out a different way to handle that than than turn to something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of my good friends, uh, former drummer in my band, we we used to literally live right across the hall from each other. And uh, there <laughs> there was one night I was going through a really ugly breakup. And we'd literally just leave our front doors open so we could come and go. And and Steve was a bartender. So one night it was just really bad. And I literally walked into his house, didn't even say hello, just grabbed an unopened bottle of vodka and went at it. And he laughs to this day about it because that's so typically not totally not me at all i've I've only ever been drunk three times in my life so but but to this day he always jokes about it and you know it's like that that doesn't solve anything right no it's a it's a a temporary patch yeah it's a a, band-aid it's a band-aid i was just about to say it's a band-aid and it doesn't and it didn't even lead in anything good like it, it it just uh it got me through, you know, the awkward part of it. But then, you know, then you become that guy that's annoying and drunk, you know. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, <laughs> I've been that guy. I can't lie about that. Yeah. I, you know, what we're trying to do here again is, you know, we, we don't want to share. We don't expect you guys to share your stories without us sharing ours. Yeah. You know, and through the course of this podcast, you know, you're going to you're going to learn a lot about us. And, you know, we appreciate the fact that. 
you know, you, you tune in and you, and you check us out every week. And, you know, again, we're, we're trying to take our experiences and talk about them and help people not make mistakes and make the same mistakes we made. Or just make you feel like you're not the only one that does dumb shit. Like, literally, if we're not honest and transparent with anybody listening to this, how do we expect people to interact with us? And how do I expect people to be transparent with me and be honest and send send in new pieces and blogs and poems and stuff like that? Um, you know, you you have to identify with, with anybody you talk to or interact with and if I'm if I'm not willing to share my story, I don't expect anybody else to share their story. Exactly, you know, and and that's a good point. And you know, I know, you know, and, and I'm sure at some point we'll we'll talk about all of this. But you know, back in '07, I, I went through some some life changing stuff, medical stuff, and you know, like a, like we talked about with the social media thing, connecting with people. Right. You know, that's again what we want to do. We want to yeah. connect with people. Yeah. You know, so uh, we appreciate you guys checking out this first episode. You kind of got a feel of where we're going with this. Hmm. You know, we uh, openly. Yeah. We have no idea where the hell this is going. No clue. We know what we want to do. We know we want to help people. We want to get your stories. We want to talk to you. But at the same time, you know, we're again, we're not medical professionals. We're not coming at this clinically. You know, we're not coming from from a textbook. No. You know, it's real life. It's real people. It's real stories. Real situations, real problems, just whatever. Yeah, some of these episodes are going to make you laugh. (laughs) What's the old, it made me laugh, it made me cry. You know, seriously, that's what this is about. You know, some episodes are going to be deep. Some episodes are going to be dark. Other ones, you're just gonna laugh like an idiot. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, totally agree. And and that's that's a couple of the things I, I like to use when I'm uh, using my social media is hashtag like get it out and because uh, you need to get it out of your head, like get get it the hell out of your head. It'll make you feel better. Put it on paper, talk about it, whatever. Um, and that's just that, that's just what we're doing right now. I feel like you know I think. Uh, I, you know I'm new to, I'm new to the podcast world and all that kind of stuff, but it de- it's definitely starting to feel very comfortable. And uh, you start with an agenda and it goes nowhere that you planned, which is that that to me is is, is genuine. And that's what I really like about this stuff. Uh, it's just being honest. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Use that hashtag. Get it out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's going to be one of the best ways to, to reach out to us. And, and what's what's your Twitter, your social media info? Uh, so for the for the place for my head dot com, uh, the, the, the Facebook is a place for my head dot like it's a capital D O T uh, dot com all like one phrase that uh, was all I could find <laughs> and then everything else is at Brandon promo there you go and you can find me pretty much anywhere on social media at Jerry P Tuck P-E-T-U-C-K because it's not exactly Smith so next week we're going to take it back to uh, basically the beginning well this is the beginning. It's episode two. But we're going to take it back to the beginning of the A Place for My Head website. Brandon's going to talk about the posts that jump-started this whole thing, and we're going to address the demons. So until then, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy schedule to listen to us. Make sure you subscribe and rate and review. And until next week, make sure you hashtag get it out. See you then. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, 
Radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 